0: turn to Isaiah chapter 35 this morning. Isaiah chapter 35 as we're looking into this this theme of joy. Isaiah 35 starting with verse 1. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. For waters break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. In the haunt of jackals, where they lie down, the grass shall become reeds and rushes. And a highway shall be there. And it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way. Even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. No lion shall be there. Nor shall any ravenous beast come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Lord, we thank you for your words. Lord, I praise you for the work of the International Missions Board. And Father, as we look towards our giving to the, the Lottie Moon Fund, Lord, I pray that um, we would give with our hearts, uh, knowing it's not a, about organization, it's not about uh, this church. Lord, it's about telling people about you. And Lord, as we have read through this today, we see where true joy comes from. True joy comes from you. And so, Lord, I pray this season and throughout the rest of our lives, Lord, we will look to you as our source of joy. In your most holy name, amen. As you guys are reading through Isaiah, Isaiah 34 is a very dark picture. It talks a lot about uh, people being in bondage. And then you flip on over to 35, which we've read 10 verses out of. Isaiah 35 speaks a lot about this idea of a coming hope, a coming redemption, and a source of joy. And as we're here today, I believe we probably live in a world where we need joy. We need to understand what true joy is about. A lot of people are excited about the snow as a... As a pastor, I wasn't too excited to see it rolling in on a Sunday, because I know there's always those who say, well, I better not get out today, and it's not about the numbers, but it's about the fact that we need to be a people who come together and glory in the Word of God, amen, amen. And, and any, all these barriers. It's, it's been a rough year for churches, I met with a group of pastors this past week, and the, the amount of of sadness, the amount of stress that I hear in their voices, um, the frustration of trying to do ministry, and, you, you know, there's, there's all these things that are going on. But that shouldn't get us down. Our true joy doesn't come whether we can meet on a Sunday. Our true joy comes in knowing Jesus. When you're reading through this passage of Scripture, you see where there's a lot of good stuff that happens. It's a very encouraging passage of Scripture. If you, if you, if you stayed with it and you listened to, to all the, the picturesque words that are given to us here, we, we see that there is a beautiful, a beautiful message to those who may be without joy today. In verses 5, we, we see where the blind will see. We also see where the deaf will hear. The, the lame will walk in verse 6. The speechless will speak in verse 6 as well. And water will run through the desert we get these, these very positive pictures. I think when you look around the world today, and even during our time of, of prayer, it, it can be depressing hearing everything bad that's going on with people. But the answer is not in, necessarily in medication. It's not in, in um, finding p- peace in the things of this world. Our, our true joy comes in knowing Jesus. And in this, this passage of Scripture, we see that these good things are going to come. And, 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 and again, this is this idea of Isaiah. He's speaking to a group of people, but it also applies to us because that great joy that was to come was Jesus. And in, even in the deserts, there's going to be water running because of His goodness. Because of His goodness, people who can't hear or see will now be able to see. Do you, do you guys realize that in heaven that if you have a disability today, that that disability will not be there? For a lot of us, our, our disability may be our age right now, or our bad attitudes. Those will no longer exist. But for those who are, who are constrained to a bed or a chair, they, that will not be them anymore. They will not be living in that way. If, if, if they have problems speaking or hearing, or if they, have, if they have some type of disease that just keeps them from enjoying life, all of that will be wiped away one day. I can't wait for that. I can't wait to see that, that ultimate redemption. And it seems like a lot of times we're living in a world that's dry, it's parched. But one of these days, those dry and parched places will become a pool of living water. I like in verse 7, it says that a place filled with predators will become a place to rest. Last week we spoke about lions and, you know, lambs lying down together and and, you know it it was these pictures of bears and 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 cows lying down together and the the cubs and the calves lying down together this this very very broad picture of exactly what god is going to do in his redemption and so as we prepare as as we uh as we become people who are looking forward to this coming there should be great joy in the in the life of the church don't you agree I look around, I see it every Sunday, you guys show up, and, and even though this year has been strange, you know, uh, I really felt like pre-COVID, we were, man, we were reaching a stride, you know, the, the, the church was, was full every Sunday, and then and it, the COVID hits, and it, it kind of just made things more difficult. But even in those times, I see the true body of Christ coming and worshiping Christ, coming and hearing His Word, coming and and doing works within our community and within our body, and I still see joy there. And understand, that joy comes only in knowing Jesus and serving Him. That's where we're at. And church, what I want you to understand today is we have a reason for joy because of our Savior. It's not because Daniel man, Daniel gave a good sermon today, or that worship was just awesome today. I love the Christmas music. I, I think it's a shame we don't sing a lot of our Christmas songs more because of the message that is in, is in those songs. It's a message of joy. So I had three, three little points I wanted to gather from this. And then uh, we'll wrap this up kind of with a, a telling of the Christmas story. One particular part of the Christmas story. But the first point I want us to look at this morning is this idea that joy is a state of being. Everybody think about that for a moment. Joy is a state of being. When you're reading through, through Scripture, we, we must understand that, that joy is not something that is the same as happiness. Joy is not something that is the same as happiness. Oswald Chambers says that the Bible talks plentifully about joy. Think about the Psalms. Think about the, uh, the, the shepherds in the field. There's this, this speaking of joy. It's not happiness. It's different. But Oswald says the Bible talks plentifully about joy, but nowhere it talks about happy Christians. Happiness depends on what happens. Joy does not. You go to a lot of churches today, and they're just going to teach you how to be a happy person. Now, do I want you to be happy as your pastor? Absolutely. But happiness is not something the Bible even talks about. What the Bible talks about is joy. Joy is this state of mind. It's not just a happiness. When you're happy, it's because something good happens my, my wife and I, because of a gift given to us, we were able to go to Kilkenny's this week, my favorite restaurant in the world. And as we're sitting at Kilkenny's and I'm enjoying the meal and the atmosphere and the music even, as we're sitting there and enjoying this time, there was a happiness. That happiness existed because something happened that night. But the joy of the Lord is different than that. The joy of the Lord doesn't fade. It's a a state of mind. We're not not called to be happy Christians. We're called to be joyful Christians. Joy is more a state of being than an emotion. It's a result of a choice. And, And I would even go as far as to say it's not your choice. It's the choice that Christ went to the cross for your sins so that you could have joy. His choice. We have to depend upon His choice. It's not just the choice that we make to follow Jesus on a bigger scale, it's the choice that God loved the world so much that He sent His Son Jesus. It's the very picture of the stable, the very picture of, of, of Christ, the, the, the newborn King in Bethlehem, coming for us. That's where joy comes from. Does it come from the perfect gifts? Does it come from the, the perfect night? Those things happen because something happened. But the joy of the Lord is a gift that comes because it's a state that we live in. It's something that that we can rejoice in. Gladness, happiness. I think all of us like that, don't we? Do you like to be happy? Do you like to be glad? I think probably by and large, if you know someone who's not happy, they make you uncomfortable. But happiness and, and glo- that, that stuff goes away. But the joy of the Lord always stays. And, and again, joy is more a state of being than an emotion. Don't, don't base your salvation, don't base the way that you approach life on how you feel. I've seen a lot of people, they'll quit church or they'll, they'll, they'll quit relationships because they say, I just don't feel it anymore. It's not about how you feel. Some of us get really angry and just a Snickers bar will make us happy. And you base the way you approach life on whether your chemicals are good or not. We need to be a group of people who understand that our joy is from the Lord. I try to live by that. I'm not perfect. But I try to, every day, no matter what I'm facing that day, I try to look for the joy of the Lord. And, and that's, that's hard because, you know, I, I work with a lot of people who are going through the darkest times of their life. This, this past week, I think I worked with six people who were thinking about taking their life. Six people. And, it's, just, it's something that, you know, as you're walking into that situation, I, I really, sometimes I do preach the gospel to them, but in my job I'm not always allowed that opportunity just because I'm trying to get them immediate help, say with inpatient or something like that. But, but true joy is not going to come by, by medical stuff. It can help. It can get you where you need to be, but true overriding joy comes from knowing Jesus And so joy is a state of being. C.S. Lewis says, I sometimes wonder whether all pleasures are not substitutes for joy. You ever thought about that for a moment? All pleasures are substitutes for joy. Do you ever just go out to get something to eat just so you'll feel better? Go out and buy something so you'll feel better? Go on vacation so you'll feel better? Church, would you hear the message today? It is about joy, and joy comes from the Lord. The things of this world are just substitutes for a joy that God's offering us today. We can be happy wherever we're at. We can have contentment wherever we're at, but it must come in knowing Jesus. So joy, again, is this idea of uh, it's a state of being. The second point I want us to look at this morning as, as we're thinking about joy, as we're going through that, is this idea that joy is a precursor to Praise. Joy is a precursor to praise. We can't really praise unless we're joyful. It's not about music style. I think we experience that weekly here at First Baptist. It's not about a music style. We, we may be singing a Southern Gospel hymn. We may be singing an Old Baptist hymn. We may be singing David Crowder. It's not about the style. It's about the joy that's found in knowing Him. And the only way we can have true praise is if, is if we have joy in the Lord. You read it through the Psalms. It talks about having the joy of the Lord. That uh, David understood that very deeply. And so may the joy of the Lord be our strength. That joy is something that is a precursor to praise. To be a people who are joyful and appear joyful, we must first find our joy in the Lord. It's a precursor. Joy is uh, it's frequently in songs of praise. It's most frequently in the book of Psalms. When you guys are looking through there, the prophets speak of joy. They talk a joy of joy of being in bondage and coming out of exile, of coming out of Babylon. There's joy in all of those words. We, we continue to see that. And that praise happens in those psalms and in those historical accounts because people experience the joy of the Lord. You don't see the, the children of Israel praising God when they're you know, running from God. Today, if you don't have joy in your life, it may be because you're just running from God and His call on your life. One of the great things about missions work, we're talking about Lottie Moon this morning, is when you go and you tell someone about Jesus and they've never heard of him before, there is great joy in that village. I've seen that firsthand. And you know, uh, the first year that I went to Honduras, I I remember we took the gospel to a village, and it rained the entire time. Uh, It was just, it was really a miserable week, to be honest with you. But when we got the opportunity to bring the gospel, all of a sudden the whole place changed and that wasn't just the people in the village now we had people coming from from hours away to that village and that joy was so big that the second year that we went to Honduras there were people that traveled miles and miles hours upon hours through jungle with their small children because that joy still existed in their life I'm reminded of that of that time that we were there and and seeing the the fact that joy is not just a feeling these people do you think they really wanted to walk through the jungle in rubber boots and in the rain with jaguars and crazy monkeys in the trees and all this you think they really wanted to to do that that there was great joy in that their joy wasn't in their situation their joy was in their state of mind and their state of mind was hey i'm saved some of those people to sake year, here they brought people with them that didn't know Christ. Those people accepted Christ. Some of those people that, that didn't know Jesus are now like leaders in like communities as, as, as Christian leaders. They've stepped up because of the joy that they found in the Lord. So, for us to be able to praise like we need to, we need to understand that joy must first be there. In order to have joy, we must be a people understand who where, understand where joy comes from. It comes from knowing Jesus. Don't just say you're a Christian. It's really easy in our day, in our age, to say, Well, I'm a Christian. And you kind of just equate Christianity to America or Southeast Oklahoma. But Christianity is not just a, a checkbox. It's, it's a state of mind because of what Christ has done for you. I'm no longer my own. I'm His. I've been bought with a price. Joy is a state of being. Joy is a precursor to praise. Charles Swindoll tells us that um, rejoicing is clearly a spiritual command. And it's to ignore that command to be living in disobedience. To be living in disobedience. Some of y'all say, Well, I'm just not a happy person. <laughs> you ever know anybody that said that? I'm just not a happy person. We've all known people like that. Some of you are like, Easy, my wife's sitting next to me. Just kidding. Easy, that's that's uh you know, that's that's my uh, that's my family you're talking about there. But we're commanded in scripture to rejoice the, the the angels declared to the shepherds to rejoice they were rejoicing the whole world was rejoicing at that moment it seems so we're commanded to be a people who rejoice. And again, it's not, a, it's not about these ideas of feelings. I, I know a lot of people who go to church because they have a feeling. I love it, man. You know, I, I hear people tell their testimonies of their church services they go to. And they're like, it was awesome. Everybody was raising their hands. And everybody, you know, was, was this, that, and the other. That's not true joy. That's an emotion. It's great. I have those types of emotions. But my overall goal in life is not to walk around with goose pimples on my neck, right? My, my overall goal in life is not just to be walking around laughing hard. There was, a, there was a movement a few years ago where people would just gather in churches and laugh for hours on end. And they said it was the joy of the Lord. But you know those laughters, it ended at some point. I hope they're still not doing that. That's, that's rough on your face. It's rough on your lungs. But we're commanded to be a people who are joyful, to rejoice in what God has done. Because joy is a state of being. Joy is a precursor to praise. And the last thing I want us to look at this morning is joy exists because of the victory of salvation. We sing this song all the time here. Victory in Jesus. It's one of my favorite songs. I was uh, searching out some new music the other day as I'm driving down the road. I know I'm not supposed to do that, but I was doing it, and uh, I found an album by a guy, and it's just he's just on. It's on a uh, on iTunes, and he he's he's just. A guy and his guitar, and he's just singing hymns. And I was like, well, this is different. And one of the first songs that's on his album is Victory in Jesus. And I thought for a moment as I was listening to that, of course, it takes you back. It takes me back to when I was a kid. It's you know, one of the, probably the, one of the first songs I learned on guitar, uh, one of the first songs that I sung. Uh, and, and I'm listening to these words again for, for, for uh, maybe in a new way. But this idea that my joy doesn't come because I've been saved most of my life. My, my joy doesn't come in the things that I own or the, the, the security that I may feel in my life at the moment, but my joy comes in knowing Jesus. The victory that came through Him brings me joy. And so joy is, is something that comes because of that work of Christ upon the cross. In the, in the New Testament, joy is used in a sense of victory. I think that's the, that's the beauty in Victory in Jesus, that song, is when you're reading about joy in the New Testament, it's this idea of victory. We have joy because we have victory in Jesus. You, you guys realize that Christ won when he gave his life on the cross, that his resurrection from the dead proved who he was. And today we can walk in newness of life not because of how good we are or because we have an awesome you know, uh, church, because we have A really good outlook on life the reason we're able to be joyful is because of what Christ did upon the cross and joy is a sign of victory it's it shows has that as disciples that we can be joyful even when things go wrong victory focuses on the salvation that causes it we have victory because we have salvation in Christ because of that that's where our joy comes from it's interesting to me because people, they'll, they'll try to think, well, Daniel, I need to find happiness in life. I need to find joy. Well, one, you can find happiness anywhere, you know? You, you, can, you can go to El Jericho's right after this service and go get you some uh, a Stephen Special or whatever. Go get you some ch- uh, chips and queso. You can do that, and there's going to be happiness there, but that happiness goes away because probably 5 or 6 o'clock tonight, you're going to be thinking, huh, I need something else. If you choose Chinese today, in about an hour you'll be saying, huh, I need something else, right? But the thing is, is that that's happiness. Joy is something that's overriding of everything else in this world. And so when you read and when you hear about the joy of the Lord, when, you, when we see the story of Christmas where the shepherds, it says, left with great joy, the reason they were able to leave with great joy is because the Messiah had came. The Messiah is here as, as we watch the candles burn. We look at the, uh, the, the different levels, the, the idea that we've talked about, you know, pre- preparation and anticipation. Today we're talking about joy. It's because of what Christ did. It wouldn't exist today if it wasn't for Christ. As a pastor, I think about what the Lord has tasked me with here in Porom. I'm not here because I chose to be here. I ch- I'm here because God placed me here. You, it changes everything. My, my joy is not in, well, if there's a 150 people sitting here or this. You know, there's so many churches are struggling right now. Some churches are down to like 20% of what they were before COVID. That's hard, isn't it? And not just on pastors. Let's get off the pastor thing. But it's, it's, it's difficult on our people, too, that you come to church and you miss the people who aren't here. And it's really easy to get down, and maybe even at some point during all of this, if, if all this doesn't blow over, which it may not here in the next few months, where's your joy? Are you going to allow the situation to keep you from worshiping God? And it may not be safe at some point again to come to church. Are you going to worship God at home? Are you going to find joy in the, in the everyday stuff? Are you going to give that up too? You see, we are called to live... In victory, because Christ did all of that for us. Joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit in the New Testament. We read of that, and so it's expected of Christians to be a joyful people because it's a natural result of salvation. Are you saved today? There ought to be great joy in your life. I know before I knew Christ, we were talking the other nights. You guys ever have just like really deep family conversations and? Well, you people that have teenagers, you do. I know you do. We had a really deep conversation, and it kind of started out as like a like a rear end chewing on a certain uh, young man in our house, but but we ended up talking about uh, about just life in general, right? And it was a beautiful conversation in which we talked about like where true joy really comes from, and, and it's it's in really trusting in Christ and everything that we do. It's a, it's something that should be expected of us because we're not the same as the rest of the world and i don't mean that in a way like like we're royalty and they're not even though technically we are royalty because we are bought with a price and we are his and all that but but the thing is is it's not like you're the you know it's not like you're better than everybody else around you but at the same time you have a better standing because of what Christ did on the cross and so i have joy because of that and and one of the things i was talking about the other night is when i was a kid i had a severe fear of hell I remember being a little kid and being afraid of dying and going to hell. I remember that. I don't know if it was the Lord just getting a hold of me at an early age, but I remember lying awake at night worried about waking up in hell. Even, even after I'd accepted Christ, I had this, this fear... And, and praise be to God. I had some good parents, and I had a good church that explained to me, "Well, once you're saved, you're saved. You don't have to worry about hell again." And once it finally hit, and I truly understood the fact that I wasn't going to hell, there was great joy because I understood where that that peace came from. It came from the work of Christ on the cross. And so joy is a state of being. It's not a gift that you get. It's, it's not something that happens, and so now you're joyful. It's not and joy, is, joy is all of these things that we spoke about today. Jonathan Edwards says that Christ is not only a remedy for your weariness and trouble, which, by the way, as we stop there just for a moment, a lot of people come to church because they want to be out of their present troubles. And that's okay. Because here's the thing, God can get you out of your present troubles. But he's not just that. Okay, let's go on. Jonathan Edwards, the great revival preacher. Christ is not only a remedy for your weariness and trouble, but he will give you an abundance of the contrary, joy and delight. If you're a believer here today, you ought to say amen, because that's what you've received. You have joy. You have delight. It's not just, well, I'm not in trouble anymore. No, now you have joy. You're able to walk in freedom, not because of your goodness, but because of his work on the cross. I can walk around saying, you know what? I don't have to worry about going to hell. If you were to leave this place today, don't don't do this. But if you were to leave this place today and go out there with a screwdriver and take your tag off and just say, "I'm going to drive around Oklahoma and see how long it takes me to get pulled over How, how, how are you going to be feeling while you're driving with no tag on your car?" You're probably going to be like, "Oh, oh, here comes the police, you know, and you're going to pull in taco Bell or something just to get away, I'll get off the road so they don't pull you over and And a lot of us are doing that spiritually speaking we 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 are just living in direct rebellion against the Lord. And so we never have true joy, true peace, because we're not relying upon Him. But when you get all that situated, you can walk in freedom. You say, you know what? man? It doesn't, I, I don't have a fear to tell people I love Christ. I'm not ashamed when I go to work or I, I meet new people and they say, well, He's a pastor or He's a Christian. It doesn't worry me because I understand where my true joy comes from. And And when we truly follow after Christ, when we truly... Have received salvation from his work on the cross, joy and delight, man, it just flows all over us. You guys know that, don't you? Christians have joy. It's not because church was good. It's not because, you know, we get out earlier now so lunch is a little easier because we, we beat all the assemblies of God and the other Baptists and all of them. We beat all of them to the lunch places. That's not where our, our joy comes from. Our joy becomes. Something that we understand comes from God because He has bestowed it upon us. The, the hymn that we sing a lot of times, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. All that comes from God. It doesn't come from our works and our goodness. And why is that? It's because Jesus is greater than the darkness. He's greater than that. And so we're not just anticipating, we're not just preparing for the return of Christ, but we're living in joy in the moments. Last couple of weeks we've had some good discussion on this idea of preparing, this idea of of anticipating it to come, but now we ought to be a people who live in joy that our daily life, even though it may be hard, even though it may be wrought with destruction and pain, even though we may be facing medical stuff in our life, even though we may be facing relationship difficulties, we can walk in joy because it comes from God. And Today, if you're doing that, you're going to be where you need to be. I said a couple weeks ago, people say, uh, well, Daniel, I'm trying to find the will of God for my life. You know, what kind of job does He want me to have? Who does He want me to be with? What decisions do I need to be making right now? The the will of God for your life is that you bring Him glory. The will of God for you is to bring Him glory. A lot of us skip that step, and we glorify ourselves trying to figure out what job, what person, what decision we need to make. We skip that step. Where we need to start is in finding joy by worshiping Him. Because he's better and bigger and greater than the darkness. And if we're thinking about that through this Christmas season, I believe it's going to bless us tremendously. Look at Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, we see the the story of the shepherds. It's it's a story that's been, uh, in my mind this year, I keep going back to it. Um, At the Hanging of the Greens, I read this passage of Scripture. I read a little bit more, but just verses 8 through 14 today was what I want us to look at. Understanding that, that joy is a joy is a state of mind. Understanding that it's a state of being. It's a, it's a precursor to praise. Understanding that joy is, is existing because of the salvation we find in Christ. Let's look at this story. We're, it doesn't really begin here, but, but if we look at the story of, of Christ, because you could argue, yeah, it started at creation, of course, because Christ was there, but... The story of Christmas, why, why we celebrate, why, you know, why we put up trees, why, why we exchange gifts. Some people would argue we do it because it was a pagan celebration. Well, it was a pagan celebration, but the reason it's so big today is because we use it as an evangelistic tool to tell people about the gospel. And so here we are, and our joy comes in this story. Look at verse 8. He is pleased. I love that passage of scripture. It brings great joy to me. We read it at our family gatherings. You hear it on Charlie Brown. It's, it's the story that really kind of ties it all together that these shepherds who were out in the field, and honestly, to be a shepherd at the time, you weren't really the high ranking people in society. You were kind of the, the blue collar, maybe even less than blue collar, and you're out there working in the fields, taking care of, of dumb, stinky sheep. And all of a sudden, it says one angel shows up and says, hey, I bring you good tidings of great joy. How many of us are needing a a good message today? How many of us are needing some joy in our life? It's not in the angel showing up. You know, it's not in this this magnificent display here in just a couple moments where the angel the sky was filled with angels singing glory to God in the highest on earth, peace, goodwill to man. It, this, this is not where the joy came from. The joy came because there was a little baby lying in a manger and he had come to save mankind. That's where our joy comes from. The angel stuff would be cool, wouldn't it? An interesting little line there. It says that the glory of the Lord shone around them. This idea of the Shekinah glory, it, it shone around the people that were there, the, the, the shepherds who were in that field that night. This glory of the Lord, that's where the joy came from. So we must be a people who seek out the work of the Lord in our own lives. We must be a people who finds that joy this season is not going to be from family gatherings or church gatherings. I mean, how many of us, if, if you were depending on your joy for the day to come from, doing caroling tonight you're not going to be joyful today because we're not going caroling jim asked me are we doing caroling tonight i was like well if you want to y'all can i don't like cold that much we may do a zoom caroling event you know where hey tune in and we'll sing to you they probably won't tune in but the great thing about caroling is you kind of have a captive audience i mean if they're standing at their door they're going to have to listen to you but it's not about the, It's not about the style. It's not about uh, the great thing about caroling is it's It's not about our, our abilities. It's not about sound systems. It's not whether we know the words or not. It's in the joy that we bring. It's in the joy of the Lord, Amen. The angel of the Lord appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone around, and it says they were filled with great fear. But the angel said, "I bring you good tidings of great joy. The joy you need to find this Christmas again." It's not in your presence. It's not in this season. The joy that you need this season is in the message of the gospel that comes through the work of Christ on the cross. And truly, Jesus is greater than the darkness. Amen. Would you bow your heads with me? Lord, I love you and I praise you. Thank you for your words. Lord, I praise you for the uh, the prophet Isaiah as he's, he's telling a history. He's, uh, he's telling the prophecy. Lord, in 34, we see where There was great despair. There there was a a loss of freedom. There was was fear. But in 35 is the message of hope. The Lord, great things are to come because of what Jesus Christ is doing. The blind will see. The deaf will hear. Those who can't walk will run. The dry places will become pools of living water. And there will not be any place where, where there is danger. Lord, our joy is in you today. Our joy is in you. May we seek you today, Father, in your most holy name. Amen. <music>